0: Next year for Christmas, Kim Moto can come back, and oh. uh, and and we can do a special where Kim Moto has kids sit on his on her lap. No, oh, no, on no. no. his lap.
1: <laughs> Please, dude. I you know this lap.
2: this whole Kim Moto thing it has got to go away. Like, dude. Is it ever going to stop?
1: It's like the it's like the little nugget at the bottom of the toilet that won't flush. <laughs> Kim's got little
2: nuggets. That's
3: for sure.
1: Oh my god, dude. <laughs>
3: You were, were there. You were there, Percy. <laughs> <Good God. laughs>
0: oh my god! Welcome to the Five Dirty Bikers podcast, Chris.
1: To the Five Dirty Bikers podcast, presented by
3: Memphis Shades—the
1: clear choice for bearings and windshields for your motorcycle. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Thunderdome. Five Dirty Bikers here. Happy Monday! And today we have a, another special guest. We have Chris. He comes on Instagram as Crunch Moto. And Chris, thank you for joining the podcast this week.
4: Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks.
1: So a little backstory, Chris reached out to me and he informed me that he had written a children's motorcycle-themed book. Very nicely illustrated and well-written. Good story. I read it to my kids. They They both really, really liked it. They really liked the illustrations. And Chris, before we get into the book, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and let us know a little bit about your motorcycle background.
4: Yeah. Thanks, Dustin. Um, so my name is Chris. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been riding for about 20 years, a little bit more now. Uh, I've had a bunch of bikes. I've ridden cross country a couple times. I've done, you know, Sturgis and Daytona and all that good stuff. Um, I, one of you guys said it on a previous uh, podcast that, you know, it's part of you and that's, that's me. Like it's part of me. I've been doing it forever. Um, you know, and trying to get my kids involved and, you know, one thing leads to another and there's 2,000 books in the garage, but um, <laughs> I guess more about the bikes. Uh, right now, I've got a 2003 Road King Classic, um, nice. the anniversary edition, and I've got a 99 BMW R1200C, which is the James Bond bike. I don't know if you guys remember um, Tomorrow Never Dies with Pierce Brosnan, and he mm-hmm. jumps a bike over a helicopter, and that's that bike I have. Do hmm. you have the actual
0: response. one that jumped over the
1: helicopter?
4: No, I tried. Didn't oh, okay. didn't quite clear the, the building. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, I've, got, uh, I've got a blue one. It's not it's not the same
1: one. It's a work in progress. <laughs>
4: yeah. But I mean every you know, you hear a 40-year-old guy say I've got a BMW and everybody thinks it's a it's the GS, and it's not, it's the really obscure cruiser that BMW made for like five, six years or something. But yeah. Um I don't know. What else? What else can I tell you?
0: Where can people find you, Chris, on socials?
4: Yeah. So uh, Instagram is crunch.moto and YouTube is uh crunchmodo. So I started a, a channel not too long ago and did a, a cross country ride over the summer. Um put that all up on there and you know I'm not, not uh, you know just trying to get these books out of the garage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's go in and dive in about your book. What what sure. inspired you what inspired you to write this?
4: yeah i mean motorcycles and my kids um i it was a couple years ago summer 2018 my kids were about six and three which is you know the target audience when you're reading a book every night bedtime stories and that kind of thing and um that's what my wife and i were doing and some of those stories are good and some you know you don't want to finish reading and um it's about the same time i was trying to think of ways to get more involved and kind of started you know following people on youtube and instagram and things like that and um you know, I wanted to do something. I wanted to contribute to this this online community of, of motorcyclists. And I thought, um, at the same time, I started writing some stories for my kids. And I go on these trips, you know, and I come back and I would uh, draw some pictures and tell them what I was doing. And um, you know, honestly, one thing led to another. Like I was I was on the Blue Ridge Parkway a lot. I'm here in Charlotte, so so um, my buddies and I ride there a lot. And the Blue Ridge Parkway became the North Pole, and that's you know that's the story. So I wrote it. Um, I worked with an illustrator uh, that I met online and. Um, you know, I printed a uh, printed them myself. I mean, I didn't print them obviously. Right. I, I self-published it. I paid somebody else to do it since we're being literal with the, the helicopter bike. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I decided that, um, you know, motorcycle community, right. You guys know this. It's a really charitable group and there's toy runs and there's, you know, raffles to, to raise money for things and, and, you know, all the, all that. So I decided to, to give back. What I would do is for everyone that I sold, I would donate one to a nonprofit here in town uh, in Charlotte that distributes books out to kids who don't have any. Uh, at home. So, you know, that was kind of a fun, fun, it is still a fun experience. I still do that. Um, you know, through that, I got the opportunity to read the book at uh, an elementary school and uh, leave behind a book for every kid uh, in the kindergarten, first grade class. Um, you know, just a lot of fun, you know, just had a lot of fun with it. And now here I am trying to get the, get the word out. And I really appreciate you guys having me.
5: Where does one find this book, Chris? Uh,
4: at crunchmoto.com, my All website. Right. I personally pack every single one of them.
0: What's the uh, what's the title of the book?
4: So it's called Crunch Rides to the North Pole. So Crunch is kind of the, the moniker that my dad gave me when I was a kid, and I have just kind of leaned into that. I hated it for a long time, but I, I really leaned into it. And, you know, Crunch is a Little Boy. And what happens is there's a snowstorm that stops the, the mail, so the letters can't get delivered to Santa. So Crunch decides to do it himself, and he rides to the North Pole and, you know, has some adventures along the way. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but ends up saving Christmas. And it's, uh, you know... My kids have heard it like a thousand times. I think they've got it memorized. It's
1: <laughs> yeah, one of the things that really stuck out to me, and we've said this a million times on this show and to people when we go to events that the motorcycle community in general is just about as terrible as they come. Yeah. And this book is just an extension of that. Just a, a really, really good way to put it on paper on how good the motorcycle community treats you know just the community in general
4: yeah you know it's funny too i've been i set up like tents you know to sell this at the the, i went to the florida moto meetup a couple years ago and i went to a a show here recently and i'm you know I'm right next to um you know custom bike shops and just like the really cool motorcyclists right and here i am with my kids book and and (laughs) you know everyone, everybody welcomes me like it's a it's a pretty cool community you know i wouldn't i wouldn't change it
1: yeah very inclusive yeah so Chris, if you don't mind, I know a person named D Attenborough that wouldn't mind narrating the book later in the oh, show. If that's okay with no, you, no, no. <laughs> he'll keep it clean. He said he said he's uh he's <laughs> off the he's off the sauce this week, so he'll
5: is is he gonna like plug in a Urban Dictionary in the middle?
1: Uh, I
5: don't think so. I think for Christmas, sake, we better good.
1: not. We want to kind of keep it a little clean. But <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Mr. Attenborough can write us a dirty version, <laughs> <laughs> adult, the adult theme one
4: but that'd be funny
0: I'm, I'm not allowed i'm not allowed to uh to read or write christmas books and or books in general to children because i say fuck way too much
2: <laughs> well, you we can scare the shit out, out of them from when crunch you come moto in the room, to crotch right? moto <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe what maybe what we should do dustin is uh next year for christmas kim moto can come back and oh. uh and, and we can do a special where Kim Moda has kids sit on his on her lap. No,
3: oh, no, no. no. lap. <laughs> Please, dude. I you see know, Kim's this lap.
2: this whole Kim Moto thing. It's gotta is, go is away, like, dude. Is it ever gonna stop?
1: It's like the it's like the little nugget at the bottom of the toilet that won't flush.
2: <laughs> Kim's got little nuggets, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> You were, were there. You were there, Percy. <laughs> <Good God.
3: laughs>
2: oh, my God.
3: <laughs> Welcome
0: to the Five Dirty Bikers podcast, Chris. Yeah, that's quite a
4: leap from the kids' yeah. books. To right? is, well, absolutely, the funny.
2: podcast that every children's book author wants to be
4: on. Yeah, <laughs> you got to start somewhere, right? Let me later.
5: Start at the bottom of the barrel, why don't you? Go from a happy Christmas story to talking about dingleberries. <laughs> the kids love that too, right? I mean- yeah. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs>
6: so Chris if uh, this book uh, takes off because I know you said you have a thousand you're currently working towards are you interested in doing <laughs> another book um yeah you no know, yeah. not Christmas theme but some other themes out there
4: sure sure that was the that was kind of the idea with that crunch would ride to different places you know it would be places that that I had gone or I had I had um, you know places I'd been um, yeah so short answers yeah I could ramble on if you want but I think that's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I've got an idea. You could do a book on Crunch ride to the Five Dirty Bikers meetup.
4: You know, or as long as a true story. <laughs> I I would love to. Can you guys not make it my wife's birthday weekend? That's a big that's a big issue in my house. No, yeah, it's, it's a birthday week. Along,
2: man.
0: <laughs> Maybe Crunch and the Five Dirty Bikers should ride to Sturgis. That might not be a children's book, but it still could be fun.
4: Um, we could, could do that. that. That would be fun. Be
3: fun. <laughs>
1: that would be a story the Attenborough would tell with, with, with heart. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you said, you said you've been, you've been riding for 20 years. Do you, yeah. you have, um, and you, you mentioned a, a number of motorcycles or different motorcycles that you ride and you talked currently that you have uh, Harley Davidson road King right now do you have like a bike for each occasion or do you have kind of a uh, you know, just a, this is my favorite bike for right now. Or where do you, where do you feel like you kind of land in that?
4: That's a good question. Um, I tell you the, the road king I have now, I bought, um, I bought it used like two or three years ago and I bought it because it was the 2003 edition and it was, it was relatively cheap. You know, it's a used Harley. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I don't want to keep playing that game where every year I've got to get the newest one. I got to get the newest one, and then you have to put the pipes and everything back on it every year. So I thought, okay, I'll stick with this 2013. I'm sorry, 2003 uh, Harley, and you know, it's it's kind of cool. I like it. You know, it's got it's got chrome. You know, it's it's a cool old bike. Um, the BMW is a little bit more interesting. So if you'll indulge me on that one, um, my dad bought one of those bikes brand new in in '98. Um, this BMW Cruiser. And, you know, this bike that got me into motorcycling, it's the first bike I ever took a, a longer trip on. Um, and he sold it in about 2005. And then in 2012, um, I found that bike, the exact same VIN number, exact same bike online. Um, couldn't get, at, at that time, it had been about two years since I had ri- ridden, my kids were young and had gotten to some other hobbies. So I didn't have one for a short period of time. And, um, I, you know, I tried to buy that bike, couldn't end up getting it, but I bought a, a yeah, you know, another one that was also black, very similar to it. So I think that that bike is really cool and special to me because it's it's a bike that got me into motorcycling twice. Um, so I've I've been on that one. I like that bike. I ended up selling that one and finally bought the third. One. So this is basically the third one of these bikes that's been in my family. So yeah. I think I'm going to keep these two for a while. If there's more room in the garage, I'd get something something else. But um, yeah, for now, I think these are the two that are that are uh, going to stick around.
2: Does that thing have a box engine?
4: It does. It's got the really weird suspension to it. It's got a shaft drive. Um, like the longer you look at that bike, the weirder it gets.
5: I was just looking at pictures of it. Yeah, man, it's a funky looking bike. <laughs> yeah,
4: dude. yeah. You, you love it or hate it. I mean, it was designed by a, a car designer and BMW was trying to get into the, the cruiser market. And, um, you know, they picked James Bond to try to sell to Harley guys. So I don't know. That didn't, I didn't work. I think it's
5: cool looking, actually.
4: I mean, yeah, I, I do yeah. too. Cool. But a lot of people don't.
5: How's that front suspension work?
4: It's, it's really interesting. It doesn't dive at all. You can hit just front brake and it doesn't dive, um, but the rider and passenger do. So, momentum keeps <laughs> you moving forward, but the bike itself doesn't doesn't dive. And it's so, super how, quiet.
0: How is that actually suspension then? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't actually move when you need it to, is it truly suspension? <laughs> I,
4: I mean, it's, it's smooth and comfortable. It's kind of the, you know... It's the opposite of. Uh... It's that
5: trick German engineering, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: gotcha. uh, those Germans are tricky bastards.
5: They got it figured out. Hmm. They got to do I'll, something. I'll, right. I'll, I'll Vina. <laughs> we're still we're still using the same situation since 1950. <laughs> if it ain't if it's not broke, broke right? yep. If it ain't broke, yeah. So, so I you... got
1: I got a question here. The bike in the story is there a a bike that. This is inspired from because it kind of reminds me of the sports duress. I'll show the camera for the people that can see this on YouTube.
6: <laughs> Man,
5: that no S. That's a mini bike. <laughs> well, that's a sports duress. Is that, was that yeah. the Coleman?
1: The Coleman. Mm-hmm. No, there's no way, there's no way the Coleman can make it up in the North Pole.
0: That's a Grom. The monkey. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, actually, Harley uh, copied this bike from the book and made the Sportster S out of it. But you can't tell anybody; that's a total secret. Yeah.
1: So the wait, a minute, wait, a minute. I would tell somebody because you, you should get royalties. Getting the commission on that, yeah.
4: No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Just, uh, just what the illustrator made. I mean, I sketched it out, and then, and then she turned it into the quality that you see here. And I wanted oh. it to be a professional well,
1: quality. She did an amazing job.
4: Yeah, yeah, she really did.
1: Yeah, I might, I might actually see if. Uh... My kids' teachers would want to read this to their kids at school. Yeah, of course. Because I have a six- and an eight-year-old. Well, he'll be eight in a couple days, but since they both like the book, I'm sure all their classmates would like it too. But everybody, this would be a great Christmas gift for all you Moto parents. No lie. Like I said, Thanks. my kids loved it. So, yeah, make sure you go to Crunch Moto, order a copy. Like you said, he's for everyone he sells, he's going to donate. So, so it's order a, two.
2: It's or five. Or there five. you go. Actually, so he's got a, he's got a thousand. I'm, order
1: order five hundred. Just
2: someone going on. Let's help this man out.
0: How many yeah. how many events have you gone to, Chris, to promote your book?
4: Um, it's, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, in twenty nineteen, I went to one every week every weekend in November, October, November, December. Um, and In twenty twenty, none because everything was canceled. And then so far in twenty twenty one, I went to the Congregation Motorcycle Show in Charlotte. Okay. Uh, which is really cool. You guys should definitely check that out. And then I also went to the Old Town Revival, which is just another town north in Cornelius. Uh, another great show. If you're if you're in town, they were back to back weekends. And that's my target market. I realized, you know, none of this uh, craft fairs at churches. It's motorcycle. <laughs> <people. You know? laughs> that's my audience, because uh, everybody's got you know either a, a, a child or you know grandchild or um, niece or nephew or somebody who who likes books. Like I'm te- motorcycles.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, if you go to Sturgis, you'll sell out those books in probably one day. Because right, all the, they're all old Harley guys that ride there. Right. They all they all have grandkids, or you know, great grandkids, or step grandkids, or you know,
5: kids they didn't know they had, and so. <laughs> Uh, actually, <laughs> and, actually, there's a lot of guys there. That Father's Day is probably the most confusingest day of the world. So like, what? What? what, 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 it's what? Like they, they don't answer
2: the, the door if there's a knock on Father's Day?
0: Yeah, that <laughs> in the fifteenth of the month when they have to send out the child support checks. That's the other day they don't like. Right.
3: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so,
2: Chris, um, your kids are they? Yeah. Has this got them interested in riding? Or
4: yeah, they they love it. I mean, they have not been on the bikes yet. Um, but they, you know, they play on them in the garage all the time and, uh, they wash them with me and that kind of stuff. I try to get them. Oh, hell
2: yeah, man. I love a man that puts his kids to work. Did you say they they
4: play on them in the garage? If I catch
0: my kids on my bike in my garage, (laughs) I break legs.
4: It's very specific. I have to be out there with them. Okay. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I let them do that. You know, it's he's not, not an asshole
5: like you Ryan. <laughs> he's not. He's a way better
0: man than me the last thing i say when i leave my garage is if i see anybody's handprints on my bike i'm breaking fingers
5: <laughs> god damn i mean that's that's I'm, harsh I'm,
6: I'm, I'm protective of mine from jared and he's like got tons more experience than me so i hear you
3: is
2: that jared the subway guy yeah, I protect my
4: kids from Jared, the subway guy. <laughs> oh, Touché, <my laughs> <friend. Touché. laughs> Ryan,
1: what happens if you find a mushroom stamp on your on your bike? <laughs> oh. I, can, I, I go, I call Tony.
5: The mushroom's fine, it's the starfish that really throws me off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so Chris, what, it, what inspired your ride across the country last summer? Was it your book or was it, you know, was it COVID? I mean, what, what was the, uh, the whole idea of riding across the country?
4: You know, it, it had just been a couple, it'd been about 10 years or so. And I'd taken a long trip and, uh, the stars kind of aligned with, um, uh, work being at a good time. I could take some time off for that. Um, the, the I just, had, uh, just got a new tire on the bike. So what I did, and this is, this is a parenting thing too right so what i did was i shipped my bike out west to california san diego and i flew out there and i got it and i rode it back um so i did that because as you guys I mean, i'm sure you guys did this, know this too when you're out riding um the longer you're out you kind of feel like you want to get back home a little bit maybe at the end of the trip you're starting to starting to um you know starting to get anxious miss miss people back home or so right so i wanted to make sure that when i was feeling that way i was on my way <laughs> back home right i wasn't i wasn't like headed farther and farther away from my, my, you know, my kids. Um, The other trick that I, that uh, worked out really well for me was I met my family in Jacksonville, Florida at the beach. So my wife drove down with the kids and I was like, Hey, honey, I'm going to be gone for a week. You've got the kids to yourself, but uh, I'll meet you at the beach. You know, we can, we can go to the beach for a a long weekend on the way back. Uh, That did not really answer your question. That was just some, some tips. I I mean, what inspired it? Like, why not? Like that's, that's what we do, right? Let's spend as much time on the bike as we can see some states, you know, I saw some states I hadn't been to yet.
6: Is that your, like the longest trip you've ever done? Uh,
4: not really. No, I think the longest I did, um, when I, when I graduated college, you know, some, some people like backpack Europe or whatever, but I rode from Fort Lauderdale to Sturgis and back with a buddy of mine. And we spent, I think we spent about 15 days on the, on the road. Um, you know, some camping, some staying with friends, just like, Doing whatever we wanted to, and unfortunately, I didn't know that YouTube existed back then, and didn't have a GoPro or anything. So, I've got some some printed out pictures. but
5: uh, <laughs> is a haul, man.
4: Yeah, it was. It was. I think if I, you know, I went back and I looked at the 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 you know log or whatever that I took of the trip, and I think it was like five thousand miles or so because we did not go the most direct route. We went nice. we went up the Panhandle of Florida. We went to Louis. Now, where did we go? We went to Birmingham. Um, St. Louis, then then west, and then up. It was pretty. It was pretty good.
1: You made it through St. Louis without without dodging bullets.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like murderously hot that summer in St. Louis, and we waited in line for the arch, and then just got stuck in traffic on the way out of town. But it's um, and, uh, no it's bullets.
6: terrifying driving in St. Louis. i of all the places I've driven, that's terrifying. I would not want to do it on my motorcycle.
1: And you don't want to do it at night. Yeah,
6: God, no, I've
4: yeah. I've done that,
0: too. No. Ironic, you, he said it's murderously hot there.
4: <laughs> I know, right? Hey, I know, I'm a writer. I know my words, right?
1: <laughs> St. Louis is, is, it's a beautiful city, but it's, it's like, what, top five for, for murder in the U.S.? I mean, we're there quite a bit because we're only an hour from there, but we go to the safe areas, but. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch your ass when you're down there. You gotta make sure you're in the right spot at the right time. Because if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time,
5: bad things can happen. But he said shit pops off in St. Louis. It does. <laughs> it get a little,
1: little rowdy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, when you uh, what what bike did you take for that long trip?
4: The one in years the ago. First, the, yeah, the
0: first one. Yep, they started.
4: I was on a 2005 Softail Standard with okay. um, nice. drag bars and a Badlander seat. So okay, I was nice. young and like too stupid to buy a comfortable seat or
3: bars. Sure.
4: So but, you're like
0: uh, you were like bent in half the whole time.
4: Yeah, yeah. In a oh, fun okay. way. In a fun <laughs> way. I know where this is going.
0: <laughs> I couldn't then, walk by the end of it. Then. That sounds like a good setup. <laughs> kind of like a good, yeah. <laughs> so, so the, your ride, your ride this summer when yeah. you took your trip, that was obviously that was on your Road King, I'm assuming.
4: Yeah, that was on the Road King. I had a, uh, yeah, a totally different trip. Full face helmet. I had the a backrest. I had a backpack that I was using as a backrest, and um, just tried to be as comfortable as I possibly could. And, and did you do this trip by yourself? I did. Yeah. This past one I did myself.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you, you did it alone. Did you camp? Did you hotel or a little bit of everything or what, what was your, what was your kind of situation there?
4: This one was just hotels. Um, Okay. You know, I wouldn't say that I'm against camping, but being that I was traveling by myself and I wanted to spend more time on the road. I didn't want to spend the time like setting up and breaking down a a campsite. Um, Plus it made everybody back home a little bit more comfortable that I had stops picked out. So I had the, I had the hotels picked out ahead of time.
5: Okay. I was going to say my idea of camping is a motel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Totally Some of them were sketchy.
4: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so Chris, uh, you've been riding all over the country. What is What state is most enjoyable for you to ride in or has been?
4: Uh, that's a good, So uh, it was my first time really doing any real riding out in Arizona and New Mexico. And I, I loved it out there. I was really blown away by New Mexico, uh, the Gila National Forest. You know, I would definitely go back there. Um right here in Charlotte, I mean in North Carolina, we've got the Blue Ridge Mountains, we've got the Smoky Mountains. We've got a lot of good riding here. Um there's there's just so much that's so different across this country that it's really hard to pick one place. You know, I would say just get out and do as much riding as you can. Um you know, rent bikes or, or ship your bike out and back. I mean, that's a tough question to answer. I'm going to That was the best answer time. we've ever yeah. had, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. How, how much does one pay for Shipping a bike across the country.
4: So it cost me a thousand dollars. I went to a website called ubid.com or you ship.com and, uh, told them what I was shipping and where I was shipping. And then the, you know, a a motorcycle shipper, uh, contacted me and it was, it was right after Daytona bike week. So he was going back West anyway. Um, and I, I just negotiated poorly. <laughs> That's another, <laughs> another story. I don't know, yeah. man. A thousand dollars, is I don't think it's a bad deal. Is it okay. Yeah, I was I was comfortable with it. You know, he said, What's your budget? And I was like, I don't know, eight hundred to a thousand dollars. And he said, Okay, I'll do it for a thousand. Well,
5: he answered too quick. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know
0: you know you got screwed when he said okay.
4: Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. but you know here's a good guy and he had a bike trailer full of bikes um so i realized it was and it worked out well and, and i didn't know this but um a lot of harley shops will accept your bike for free so san diego harley didn't charge me anything to keep it for like a day or two until i got there um so that's kind of cool i didn't know yeah, that good a, to know insane. that
1: that's that's yeah. awesome
0: oh wow that is you good just hope know.
2: they don't sell it before you get there and pick yeah. it up. <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> wow And you have that. So your year's a 2000 anniversary edition. Is it is that the it's a carbureted bike still, isn't it?
4: No, mine's fuel injected. They they were still making carbureted at the time. But yeah, mine's fuel injected.
0: (laughs) Okay, I guess they I can't remember the year that they moved. It was probably the touring lines that went away from carburation
4: first. I don't remember what year that was. My my 05 Softail was carbureted. So they must have done it in steps.
0: Right. Yeah. And I know the Sportsters were carbureted until like, uh, Oh nine, Oh eight, I think was the last year of a carbureted Sportster. Oh nine was when they, when they oh, wow. did EFI on those. So.
2: Hey, Chris, one of our, um, one of our discord members, Blackline, actually just bought a 2003 road King, I guess about three or four months ago. Nice. Um, I know she loves hers. What do you like best about that bike? What's your favorite thing
4: about that? bike? Um, so I think it's specifically the O3, I think it's a timeless classic looking bike. You know, like I, like I kind of mentioned, I don't have to be, I don't feel like I have to chase the newest tech or the newest bike anymore because of that. Um, of course, that's like a color scheme, right? Though There's a lot of different bikes that are that color. Right. I, I think that the Road King itself, th- this will either make a lot of friends or, or not, but I think the Road King is the best all around bike. It's good at a lot of things, but it's not the best at anything. So Don't I can take Ryan
2: a tour. <laughs> <him. Ryan going.
4: laughs> <laughs> you know, it is what it is, right? Like it's a, it's a great bike to have. It's not the best touring bike. You know, you'd want maybe a street glider or a road glide for that. It's, it's great in the, in the twisties, but it's obviously not a sport bike. Um, you can ride up to, to what's it called? Like uh, a bike night with it, you know, but it's not some custom made, you know, hand-built chopper or something. So it's just a good all around bike.
1: It makes a great performance looking bagger. <laughs>
4: <laughs> i'm sorry i had to uh thanks Dustin. I, I, I really appreciate that
2: go ahead ryan I, tell him to fuck
0: off it's okay yeah i really i really appreciate that no 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 it's it's okay i i mean i i understand i my friends at sns are going to help me out so i'll, I'll be i'll be good so I'll, be, I'll be i'll be on the performance trend real quick here or are they nice. now are they? Do we
2: <laughs> we have a breaking news story here. Not yet, not yet. Okay. But so uh,
1: this winter might be interesting for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I've got uh, I've got quite a few winter mods planned. But just so for your information, Chris, I ride a yeah. um, 2017 Road King Special. And uh, what the joke that Dustin was making is that I have. Uh, aesthetically designed my bike like the kind of the performance bagger. So I have a, ro- a road warrior fairing and, and uh, um, I put T bars on it. And so it's, it kind of follows that aesthetic, but I don't have any of the, performance parts on it yet right so he, i haven't he, done he hasn't
2: yet. even done a stage 1 on that bike
0: yet i have a stage 1 i have a stage 1 on it person <laughs> it's like a stage 3 quarters it's, oh, it's like yeah. a stealth bike <laughs> stealth right maybe these, a stage like five eights. Yeah. these <laughs> these weasel dicks here that are giving me shit
2: Weasel dick. Weasel.
5: I resent that remark.
0: You resemble that remark. I resent that remark.
1: I'm going to be honest. I don't
5: know what a weasel dick looks like. So, I don't know. hang on. Hey, Tony, I can, on, I can, me me you I can help y'all. Just
1: look down. I think it's a shaft with
4: Polly Shore's head. Oh. oh. So I'll say, "Hey, kids, listen to what I did last night," but stop at know, 28 minutes and 55 <laughs> seconds.
0: Yeah,
4: <right. laughs> don't, don't let your kids hear this, dude. They'll yeah, I don't for.
0: yeah i don't my (laughs) children my children know i'm on a podcast and they're absolutely not allowed to listen to it
4: nice (laughs) love it
5: we've done some where i've had a problem going upstairs and facing my family (laughs) you have no idea what went on down there today
4: (laughs) so chris
0: you said you, you have you have young kids at home right
4: yeah they are nine and six now
0: okay so my youngest is nine my oldest is 14 and so um and you said they have not been on your on a bike yet.
4: Yeah, one was on the on the you know passenger seat. And I backed it down the driveway, but no, none of them going to run the block or anything yet.
0: Okay, <laughs> is that is that uh your wife it won't let you do it? Kind of a situation.
4: Uh, that's uh that's <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't uh, she'll listen to, to this too, hands. guys. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we it's just not worth uh, the argument, you know, at this point to to around you. the block. But yeah, yeah.
0: The rule, the rule in my house, the rule in my house was, uh, um, you got to be able to reach the pegs. So I started riding, I think, I think I was about seven or eight. The first time I was on the back of a bike and my mom and her husband at the time, we toured all over Southern California. So we'd go on weekend trips and camping and and all that stuff. And, but this was, this was right after the wheel was invented. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: you were, you were probably like what, seven foot two when you were, (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: I was, uh, um, I was average height, I would say. So for mm. a big man, <laughs>
1: <laughs> for Robert Wallow's children,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for Andre, the giant's children.
3: <laughs> nice. Yeah, no. They,
0: and, and I, I've actually, I've had both of my girls on my bike and they, they really like to ride. My wife rides with me and has gone on a, um, one four day trip. So where I am nice. trying to, I'm trying to get her to, to, to break her in a little bit, uh, to, uh, distance riding. That's what I really like to do. So that's why I was asking you questions earlier about your cross country tip is, is, um, I really like to, uh, to do long distance and long trips. And about three, about a month ago, I rode, uh, um, a little bit over 500 miles in a, in a day for tacos. So <laughs> nice for a taco, yep. For a taco, yep. nice. an edible, an edible
1: taco.
5: Way. Even. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna I
6: thought it. all tacos were edible, Ryan. <laughs>
5: Oh yes, God! Don't, don't get him started. No, that's a setup right there. <laughs> there, there is. <laughs>
2: who let who let the newbie in? She Some no are idea.
5: just more filling
1: than others. <laughs> it's nappy, not new. Well, like.
0: It, it, it actually was. It
5: was fish tacos too. So, <laughs> oh my God! Let's go to something else. You're welcome. <laughs> what did you do, Brittany? What did you do?
2: <laughs> She's a troublemaker.
0: She opened up the door. I just walked through it. That's all.
1: <laughs> Took the blue pill, damn it. <laughs> a red pill doesn't do a thing. <laughs>
0: it's like a stoplight.
5: <laughs> Things,
0: worthless. <laughs> Things worthless. If somebody holds out I mean, I don't know, I don't I don't understand that. You know, if you guys ever watch The Matrix, he holds out his hand, he's got a red pill and a blue pill, and you gotta take one of them. You never picked a red pill, it doesn't do anything. <laughs>
1: I might cure a cough. Rule of thumb. <laughs> might yeah. a cough.
0: Rule of thumb. Red pill's probably penicillin. Blue pill. <laughs> B- Blue pill is a good is a good time. <laughs>
1: good time had by all. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Chris, I know you were talking about New Mexico. It was one of your yeah, yeah. favorite destinations. You know what? I, I've always wanted to do. I'm a big fan of Breaking Bad. I want to go to Albuquerque and go to his house and throw a pizza on the roof.
2: And make some meth? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't want to do that. It was
4: I, blue, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, that's funny. I read somewhere or heard somewhere that that happens all the time at that house. People it walk does. up to it and throw pizzas on the roof all the time. <laughs> the owners are pissed. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, so every, time, every time
1: they get a pizza thrown on the roof, they should they should ask uh, who... who uh, what station put out that show? Was it uh that one? Yeah, A and E, right? A&E. A&E. Oh, yeah, it was A and E. They should get like royalties for every pizza. <laughs> and a free, and a free things, pizza.
0: Things change though too, you know, because the Cosby house used to be really popular in New York, and that place oh, doesn't no. get
2: any visitors Please anymore. Please don't go there. Please don't go there. <laughs> Please don't let them go there.
5: <laughs> they ran out of jello pops. <laughs> <laughs> I heard
2: Bill had a supply of uh, blue pills as well.
3: Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you told me not to go there. And the well, I could. <laughs> oh, you could.
5: <laughs> he was stealing the thunder. He's thunder stealer. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, when oh. you reach a certain age, you need those blue pills.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't know.
5: <laughs> he's he's, he's way past like that age.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Chris is like, my wife and children are not listening to this podcast. My, my wife is special. No,
4: she'll get a kick out of it. She'll be glad I just didn't like trip up on myself. and <laughs> Yet, yet, anyway. Yet. It's not over yet.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you... So you, you said you're, a, you're in North Carolina and we were yep. asking you about... Uh, this is one of the things that's always interested me about people that live in places where there's a ton of destination riding. Do yep. you think that you've lived there long enough now that you take for granted where you live and the riding that you live around? Or are you just like, nope, I live in a great place and riding here is amazing all the time?
4: You know, I had that same thought in New Mexico. I was like, do the people here get tired of this stuff? Or is it just, is it, is it, you know, do they ever, do they ever see it all? Um, and the answer to your question for me is no. Like, I, I have not been here long enough. I've been here about, about 10 years. Um, still enjoy the Blue Ridge Parkway. I still enjoy the, the rest of the roads out there. And there's just so many, you know, any road out here has a has a funny name. You know, there's always there's like the dragon, and there's the rattler, and there's the I don't know whatever else, devil's driveway or something. I think that's a real place. <laughs> right, and and it's all good. It's they're all really cool places to to visit. So I do not get tired of it. Our roads have really cool names too, like Highway
0: Two. <laughs> Like,
3: why don't
0: you just call it Highway mobile? Deuce yeah. yeah. Highway Deuce, yeah. And it, 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 it the, the irony, the irony is uh, the highway actually goes coast to coast. I mean, we actually have two highways that you can drive, border to border. Highway Two goes coast to coast, and I twenty nine goes from the Canadian border all the way down to the Gulf Coast. So that's a long deuce. And in our in our state, you can actually see Highway Two. You know, if you stand on, I mean, if I stand on like a three foot ladder. And I look and I stand and look on Highway 2. I can actually see somebody on the other side of the state. So, <laughs> so three,
2: a three foot ladder would put you at 11.
0: Nine, uh, yeah, 11, 11. 11 foot four.
4: <laughs> there you go. That's uh, that's North Dakota, right? That's where you are, right?
0: Yeah, I am in yeah. I'm in North Dakota. And so, gotcha. yeah, it's th- well, also you
4: know, known as Canada.
0: Right. <laughs> <Lower> exactly. <Canada. laughs> and the reason the reason why I ask you that is that there's been a couple of people that I've ridden with that haven't come from here and they come up here and there is an inherent beauty, right? The problem yeah. is is that it's beautiful one time. Okay. <laughs> it's beautiful when you see it for the first time and you can see the sun set into the horizon and you know it's just wide open plains and you can see for 50 miles and right. Then it's beautiful that one time. But the next time you're like, fuck, 400 (laughs) miles to get across the state again. You know, I mean, it's just it's one of those things where my buddy and I. And it's beautiful that
5: one day when it's warm. Right. right. (laughs) And you can go outside.
0: There might be three days, but right. The rest (laughs) of the time, the rest of the time, it's windy. Right, Percy? Oh, my God. That's
6: basically Nebraska, too. I mean, that's there's a reason that I moved.
0: Right. Right. It's this upper, upper Midwest, like North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska. I mean, it's all, it all looks very similar, you know, you close your eyes and drop you in one of those states. And you're like, I don't know where I am. It looks exactly mm. like where I came from.
3: Mm.
0: But that's, sure. that's why I ask because it's, you know, you're in North Carolina, which is a, you know, pretty, pretty well known for as a destination riding state. And yeah. so I just, you know, I wonder if, if you think that all the time, or if you take it for, where did you move from? From Fort Lauderdale. Oh, North okay. Florida.
4: Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So it was
5: flat. Well, the ride down there is a little bit like Frogger.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget who said um, something about being uh, like worst roads to ride on or, or something. I forget what, who said that, but I, I, uh, I-95 South into um, Dade County is is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. That, man.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you, you need a good supply of spatulas to pull your
4: balls off the seat too, because it's so hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot down there. All the yeah.
0: time. They're just getting into the good riding season right now, aren't they?
4: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, we would wake up super early, ride for breakfast, and then and then you know pick up a uh, 12-pack on the way home and just hang out by the pool <laughs> in mid-morning because it's just too hot to ride in the summer.
1: Yeah, it's like a butt-cheek right. sandwich
4: out there. It's sticky.
5: And it rains every day about <laughs> 5 o'clock in the summer.
4: Also true. That's why yeah. it's so green.
5: And the snakes and alligators. Oh, There's not
4: really not that much snakes. in Fort Lauderdale.
0: Don't you get a decent amount of rain in, in North Carolina though? I mean, it's a pretty like a lot of uh, humidity and stuff there too.
4: Yeah. I mean, the summers it's, it's really hot, really hot that's and humid. Um, but we have really long spring and long fall and we can ride year rounds. I mean, I'll, I'll, right. I think you guys were talking about how cold you ride uh, maybe last episode or so. And it, it never gets that cold for, for long enough to winterize the bikes here. So that's pretty, pretty cool.
1: Hmm. Well, I might be testing my metal this weekend when I pull out of here at 7am to go to Scott city.
2: You're gonna be testing something. It may not be your yeah. metal, but it's gonna be something. You
5: need to get some of those hot hand things and put them on your taint. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've
1: seen, I've seen that Zach and Mary movie that does not work out for the good. <laughs> well,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that stuff was. Yeah, you'll be able to smell the hair.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna come out of the bathroom. His wife's going He's gonna have two socks on each nut. It's going on a ride.
2: Are they tube socks? Tube socks?
1: They are. You want to see a pair? No I, do not. No, I do not Of socks. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got some Discord questions. Who wanna to get to those? All right. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. It. Why not? All right, Discord friends, is about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to 5dirtybikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. And Chris, we're going to include you in some of these too, so jump in. Yeah. First question comes from Salty EMT. What's the good and bad for each of y'all's bike? What? What's hmm? the good and bad? What's the best part and the worst part about your motorcycle that you own? Hmm. We'll start
5: with Tony. I, dude, you're gonna have to come back to me. I gotta think about this one for a minute.
1: <laughs> Ryan. Um
0: well I'm gonna go with even what Chris said earlier. I think, and I've said this before, um, I think that uh the Road King in the various formats is the best one of the best Harleys that that they have on the market. It it does, you know, it's kind of a Swiss Army knife, right? It does it does everything good and nothing spectacularly well. But, you know, you can use it for touring. You can use it for riding in town. I mean, all of those things. I would say that's probably what I like best about my bike. I would say what I like least about my bike is kind of falls in that same category. It's, uh, it's heavy. And so um, when you spend uh, like all day long on your bike and you're feeling that kind of end of the day fatigue and you're doing like slow maneuvers in a parking lot, it, you're, you're, you feel that quite a bit. With a big touring bike, uh, especially when you're fully packed down and that kind of stuff. So I think you just have to be prepared for that when you ride a lot and to know that that's kind of what's coming at the end of your day. But, you know, that would, those would be probably the two things I would say that I like, you know, that's best and least with with my bike.
1: Britt?
6: I would say the thing I like least is probably like handling, like how it's, uh, sportsers are, I think that they're top heavy. Um, I've test road, a road King and some soft tails and the handling on those, I think is like way better than the sportster. Um, I don't know how to answer what I like best. I, I was actually, before Ryan said it, I was kind of leaning towards it's smaller. So like for somebody else, like what Ryan was saying, if you just wanted to go hop around on it, it's probably really good for that. Um, since I'm new enough, I, I don't like, I don't have a heavier bike for a reason because I'm a small person and I don't want to deal with that. Um, but I'm sure for like other people, um, it, it would be really good that it's like smaller and it doesn't have a lot of stuff on it. It's just kind of a plain bike.
1: Per se. Mm,
2: not a fair question. Not a fair question. I hate you whoever asked this question. It's <laughs> uh, a good
6: question.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess my favorite thing about my bike, the, the ride a 2019 Fat Bob Chris is um just the it's a it's a shit ton fun to ride. I mean, just the the way it handles, the performance, mm-hmm. um the weight. It's, you know, it's it's just it's a, it's a fun bike to ride. I don't really hate anything or dislike anything about the bike i guess the most challenging for me um with the type of riding i like to do is you know i, I have to work hard to make it work for long trips right like i like you i did uh, a trip uh in june uh out to uh, south dakota with my son pj whose birthday it is today by the way um, happy, birthday.
1: And, happy birthday pj yeah
2: and um it was, it was fun. We had a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, I really had to work hard to make that bike fit for that, that type of a trip.
1: Chris, you want to go ahead? Yeah, sure.
4: Um, you know, what I like about, it, I think, I think I mentioned, it's like a classic bike. It's never going to go out of style. Um, the, what I, what I think it could use is another gear <laughs> and a couple of <laughs> inches because it's the, it's the 88 twin cam and on, on long stretches of highway where I'm just trying to cover miles, I could definitely use another gear to, to settle it down a little bit. It's a five-speed.
2: I'm really proud of all of you who didn't drop the that's what she said. I was, said <laughs> I was waiting for it. Another gear and another couple of inches. I was
3: waiting. <laughs> I, <laughs> I refrained. That I was, I mean, I I was biting it my tongue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, they, they, solved that. they solved that, Chris, with the, uh, the M8 and the six-speed 107. Yeah, it's a beast. It's a beast. So, yeah, you got power for miles with that bike. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
4: My bike isn't worth the down payment on one of those things. (laughs) Is where I am. (laughs) Tony, any thought? I'm
5: going to say the thing I like the best is the rider triangle on that bike because it fits me so well. Of all the bikes I've had, that one fits me probably the best. And the worst thing are those god awful fucking fenders because they don't work. (laughs)
6: Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't Still traumatized, huh? you
5: might as well just not even have them they're terrible okay. i thought
2: you were going to say there's too much surface to keep clean
5: no. <laughs> take those worthless fucking fenders off and all they got as clean as the tank it's it's, it's a weird ta- thing did you, did
2: you say tank or taint
5: yes, yes. both <laughs> yes. it's a dirty paint
0: is an angry taint I always thought I always thought that Harley made, you know, they, they talk about making all these big boy bikes, right? You hear that all the time. And then Tony just talked about the rider triangle. I I did not know that the rider triangle was, was designed for little people on on that street <laughs> You
5: know, Ryan I've got this bean bag. <laughs> what what would you like me to do with it? <laughs>
1: Call, call Kim. She might know.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say my thighs are going to be burning afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I'll sweep it up
1: Uh, with my sport glide. I'm going to say the thing I like most is the versatility. You know, the bags and fender or not fender, but fairing come off in seconds. I'm going to say the one Oh seven is probably the thing I like least. I wish no, Ryan was talking about in one of his recent videos that Sport Glide is going to be going away. I wish they would have given that bike another chance with a 114 and seen if it would have helped drive sales. But you could fix that with a Stage Two,
4: yeah, 131 engine swap, right? There you go. Oof, but, but is that is Angry. that
1: bike really going away,
2: or know. is it just going away in the U.S.?
3: Mm.
1: It might stay where it's selling. I mean, you're crazy to get rid of a bike that's selling well in another country. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very
2: curious after my uh, trip to wars and talking with those guys about the because uh, because they didn't know that that bike was being canceled.
0: In my in my new bike video, uh, when I talk about some of the, the new bikes that they released, um, one of the bikes that I talked about was one that's not even going to be released in the United States. So it's a hmm. bike solely made for India and China. So
2: yeah, we shall see. <laughs> We shall see what January brings.
5: Yeah, for sure. I guarantee there's going to be more paint. Mm. Different paint. I
0: guarantee it. (laughs) The the paint's always an issue. (laughs) (laughs)
5: More paint. God damn it.
1: Well, this is is another Discord question for Tony.
5: I I don't answer Discord
1: Mm -hmm. questions. (laughs) (laughs) You have left your motorcycle outside after cleaning it for too long. The neighborhood kid has covered the entire bike in muddy clay that is now baked slash dried on.
5: It's time for how, trade it in. How would you recommend proceeding <laughs> straight to the dealership and trade it in? Uh,
1: that was from Mr. Heathen biker. And he also had the comment, just breathe through the pressure, Tony, you got this.
0: <laughs> I, I told him actually, I DM'd him as soon as he posted that, as soon as he posted that question. And that was my exact answer. I said, I said, Tony's going to trade it in.
6: Yeah, straight to the
5: dealership. (laughs) It's ruined after that. Yep, you can't ride that anymore. For sure,
1: (laughs) this is one we could tackle since we just had FDBM not too long ago. Pack slash group etiquette when riding. What are stay off the fucking concrete
5: roads? I'll tell you that. That concrete. (laughs) Hey, you were nightmare. leading
2: you were leading that ride. That, you know, we haven't talked about that yet. Boy, mistakes were, were made.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ryan was kind of our announcer at the beginning of the ride to kind of what we were doing for our etiquette. Of Ryan, you kinda of want to expand on what we kind of went through that day.
0: Yeah, so when you talk about group riding, obviously you have uh, somebody leading the ride who knows the route and is typically familiar with the area, which is what you want to do. Some people, if you're riding in groups all the time, they call them road captains, whatever. But you have somebody that's going to be leading your group. Um, You want to ride in a group ride in a staggered formation. And uh, you maintain that staggered formation so, um, so that there's always that three-second distance in between you and, and your other riders in that staggered formation so that you're providing yourself with, a, with an escape route. And then um, if you come to busy intersections, stop signs, those kind of things, you can uh, deploy a blocker which is usually somebody that's riding in the second or third position that will pull off and block traffic for the pack. If you have to block traffic both ways, a second and third position rider would pull off block traffic both ways. That way your whole pack will stay together as you're riding. You typically plan your stops for the person with the smallest gas tank, um, not the person with the largest gas tank and always plan to have, Um, you know, you plan your, you plan your ride for your least experienced rider, not your most experienced rider. Um, and then in terms of skill sets, your least experienced riders are going to be either towards the front and or middle of the pack rather than the back. Or, um, you you don't want them in the back of the pack because they're going to feel pressure to keep up and probably, (laughs) and more times than not ride beyond their skill set. So those are very kind of basic things that you try to follow when you're doing that. And I would say that comms, um, communication systems have changed the dynamic of group riding significantly. So, um, in our FDVM meetup this summer, there was a number of us that were, um, connected. And so, um, we even had Tony in the back, he peeled off and stayed with somebody who had a breakdown, um, After, uh, part of the ride, I actually moved back towards the back of the pack and was riding with a couple of people that had smaller gas tanks and was checking on them to make sure that they, uh, that they didn't need to, uh, to be, Um, pulling over it and and making any sudden stops or anything like that so it was um you know like i said comms have really changed that dynamic because you're communicating you're physically communicating not just communicating by you know riding together and it helps especially when you have groups of riders that haven't ridden together to have enough people connected on comms that makes it a a lot safer for that kind of situation Hey,
2: hey ryan you forgot one thing what's that you, you always have that one friend who has a different comm system and you have to listen for hours to him to say, can you hear me now?
0: <laughs> right, Dustin? That's true.
1: Yeah, We're,
0: we're going to have, Dustin's going to have two comm systems next year. He's going to have the one he rides with his friends and the one he rides for the meetup.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Got to be connected. That's true. Yeah, so I, that's, would, I would. The only thing I could add to that, Ryan, was I would say learn learn some of the hand signals like that are universal. Mm-hmm. Like if there's like this one,
5: yeah, that that's a great <laughs> one right there. That's a good one. <laughs> the one finger salute. That's the one finger salute. <laughs> or you can have them all,
1: especially if you have hazards in the road like potholes or dead animals. Which goddamn, I could still smell that dead carcass that those vultures were. Oh man, that thing to. was oh, rough, man. wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I almost threw up in my helmet. Like. Oh, God. That would and, no, and no one could right have heard
2: there. you do that because you didn't have the right comms. Either. I know, right?
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> the poor bastard riding behind you would have had a
0: yeah.
3: bad day. Uh-oh.
0: Percy would have suffered some splashback, but that's nothing new for him. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 Chris, Chris is there anything you can add to that? Have you done a lot of group riding? So you probably know a little bit of etiquette, I'm sure.
4: Yeah. You know, I try to avoid like the large, large group rides. Like if a dealership's putting something on, it's just, there's too many people who don't know what they're doing in them. Mm -hmm. Um, But like a smaller group, like six, you know, six guys or something. uh, The one piece of advice that I would add to that is for the new riders, just to make sure that you, you know, really recognize you're riding your own bike, like at a stop sign, like in front of you you might be able to go, but, you can't because a car is coming. You know, so make sure that you don't just blindly follow the the bike in front of you. That's what that's what I would add for a new bike. I've seen I've seen people get hit doing that. And it's you know it's avoidable. Sorry to bring it down a notch. No, no, no. <laughs> man, that's what, a, what a buzzkill! I know, man. This guy sucks. Hey, that's Chris, thanks
2: for joining us here on the Five Dirty Bike.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we had we actually had a couple of a couple of really close calls on our uh, on our ride. We. uh, had one guy that broke down and Tony stayed with him. And then, uh, during our group ride on our way back, we actually all jumped on the interstate mm-hmm. and Ooh, we had, a, yeah. we had a semi that cut into our group, actually cut Brittany off when she was riding with us.
6: Yeah. That was terrifying. Well, well the yep. worst thing was is that, so I was, they were all going to Louisville and I was going back to Lexington. And so as they were leaving, our columns were getting far enough apart that they couldn't talk to me anymore. So all, everybody just hears me go, Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! That was terrible, or whatever. And then I'm like trying to explain, and then the comms just drops out. So I immediately, like as soon as I could stop, I sent like a text message to everyone because I didn't want someone to be heading back, you know, trying to find me or something. But yeah, it was. The luckily, the semi driver did see me and like braked suddenly. So it wasn't a big deal, but I swerved around him, and then there was a van on the other side of the semi. (laughs) So not only did the semi pull out, this van was about to like. I'm kind of lucky. I feel like (laughs) I didn't get it.
1: You're lucky it wasn't a Prius. You would have had the hat trick. (laughs) 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 Then we
0: yeah we also after you know after that on on that same you know same ride because we were on our way back to Louisville, um, we drove into some construction. And one of the guys in our group who was riding on the outside happened to glance down and he wasn't, it wasn't, I wouldn't say distracted driving because he wasn't, you know, looking at a, a uh, um, GPS or anything like that, but he glanced down or at his, at his right hand. And when we rode into the construction, his left highway peg clipped one of those cement barriers that they use oh. to block the road.
6: That's scary. And
0: uh, yeah, and and he was if it if that thing would have been tighter, it would have obviously thrown him into the rest of the bikes that were around there. But it spun his uh, his his highway bar actually didn't even move. It spun that connection connection and highway peg in a circle, and he and he kept going. I would but have had to hurt. pull That's over. That's crazy. My pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. To, that happened to Todd, and so. Um. Yeah, he was really lucky and, and the people around him were also really lucky that 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 could have uh, that could have ended in disaster. But, you know, it's oh, yeah. it's we've we've had a couple of incidents. I last, you know, last year I had that incident with me, too. So with the family on bikes, I mean, you have to you have to be you know, you have to always ride like everyone around you is trying to kill you. I mean, Tony has said that on multiple occasions, yeah. that riding riding a motorcycle. You know, when, when you say defensive driving, right on, on a motorcycle, you just have to assume everybody's trying to kill you and no one sees you.
6: Oh, no, I was just, I was going to say Chris's, um, tidbit was probably one of the better ones. Cause like, it doesn't matter how skillful, skillful you are in a group. Um, you, you do, you just have to be prepared for anything. Cause I mean, you could have, you could have 20 years of experience, but something like that could cause you a problem. So. Shit
5: can go sideways at any moment.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Brian the Biker asks, why am I so attracted to Kid Moto 22 dressed as a woman?
5: (laughs) Good therapy.
4: It's only natural. Just lean into it. Uh,
1: (laughs) At least he didn't say back into it. (laughs) My mind is telling me no. Uh, Volt says he really wants to see Tony do an ollie.
5: mm. (laughs) <laughs> my years might be past that <laughs>
1: let's go to the skate park tony
5: yeah and my years are done with that
1: well that's all for the discord questions everybody thank you for submitting your questions if you want to join the discord it is fucking free go to five dirty com. click the link on the home page that'll get you right there don't cost nothing
5: and go to the merch page first god damn it
1: yeah that reminds me my t-shirt came in today i still need to open it nice. check it out yeah cool <laughs> so everybody
5: needs to go to crunchmoto.com That's it. And buy a fucking book.
4: Get crunched.
5: Get crunched. How much are those books?
4: Chris. They are 17.99.
5: Oh, there you go, man. It's a bargain. Buy yeah. a couple.
1: Chris like I said, all the way great around. great story, great illustrations. Your your kids will enjoy it. I like I said mine did. Amazing book, man. Congratulations on this. Thanks a lot. I I hope we see more of them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so where can we find you on social media so people can follow you? Because you're on YouTube and Instagram, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram is crunch.moto, and then YouTube is uh, crunchmoto, all one word. Website's all right, but- crunchmoto.com.
1: Yeah, all right, guys, go check him out. I think that's going to do it for this show, 5 Dirty Bikers Podcast. Until next time, you keep it dirty.